When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. AJ Applegarth. What is up, man? You're muted. How did you do that already? <laughs> You're special. Because I was unmuted when the song started playing, and I was coughing, and I was like, "Oh, great." <laughs> oh my gosh! Excuses. See, oh. I guess you just need to get me one of these as well. <laughs> oh yeah what did i say again it was, it, you know, i tolerate you that's the uh, it, but yeah that's that that's pretty fair that's pretty fair that was awesome um, you had to eat it def- because i fair. wanted to show it on tonight's show so all right well let's get into things here we're going to be talking some first base and catcher a little draft strategy and preview here uh, but of course, before we get into all of that, just want to remind everybody to hit that subscribe button, that like button, uh, leave those reviews, leave the comments here on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. We love hearing from you. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely try to respond. And then of course, jump over to uh, jump over to fantasy six become an all access member. You can save uh, 15% uh, by using promo code F6P MLB 24. Gonna get access to our award-winning rankings for baseball, our projections. Um, you can jump over to our Discord. You'll have access to all the the members-only channels there, where you can ask us your questions directly. We've got our draft cheat sheets available right now, which are customizable for pretty much any any league setup. Um, and if, and if it doesn't work for you, just hit me up. I, I can probably figure out how to make it customizable for 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 whatever you got going on. Um, so. Uh, we can we can make that happen, but uh, yeah, jump over there and then uh, AJ, why don't you uh, let everybody know what you think about some fan tracks action, man? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna jump on over and become an all access member, you might as well just do the same thing over to fan tracks. Get your leagues on fan tracks. There's so much customizable mm-hmm. stuff you can do with your leagues there, and the best part about it is you can take advantage of a lot of these customizations for free you don't have to pay the upcharge to do it. Now, there are plenty of other options that you can do with uh, paying as well, but you know, you got to get over to fan tracks. I've moved my leagues over there. Joe's moved his leagues over there. I have one left that's hanging on that. I'm, (laughs) I'm pushing these guys like every, every week. Come on, come on, come on. We got to do it. And, uh, and a couple of the guys in the league, are already on fan tracks too. So they're, they're getting behind my, my push as well. Um, lots of players, plenty of, uh, like I said, customization. And another thing is the customer service. Customer service from fan tracks is awesome. If you have a player that you are not seeing, especially in dynasty, send them an email and they'll respond to you like right away. They'll be, they'll be on it. They'll add the guy into the player pool. You get notifications. I'm still getting random notifications like every day for more and more players that just keep getting added. So it's likely the guy you're looking for is already there, but if he's not, they will get on it and they will get the guy there for you. Absolutely, man. So yeah, go ahead and uh, 
jump on over there and do that. But without further ado, let's bring in our guest this week. Glad to have him here joining us, Mr. Eric Cross, a writer over there at uh, FTN, Rotoballer, uh, does the Toolshed podcast with Chris Clegg. Uh, you've got, I think you've got your own, like your own thing going on too, uh, I believe, uh, with, uh, Patreon. I know that, uh, I forget the name of it. I apologize, but, uh, how's it going tonight, Eric? That's <laughs> oh, pretty good, man. Yeah, I do, I do the Patreon. So I'm kind of a little bit everywhere now, you know, it's toolshedfantasy.com is my Patreon. You mentioned Rotoball or FTN. We just finished recording an episode of Toolshed right before this. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, been a busy night, busy time of year, but I love it. It's like. You know, I was saying it's like Christmas in February when <laughs> baseball. I mean, obviously, you know, we've all been doing, you know, drafts and rankings and content throughout the offseason. But, you know, with, you know, college baseball starting up, spring training, you know, pitchers, catchers reporting, it really is like Christmas in February because baseball yeah. is back and we have the next nine months or whatever of just straight baseball every day. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Football is officially over. Let's move <laughs> on from it. Let's talk some baseball. Um, and you, you kind of mentioned it right there with our big news. Pitchers and catchers have reported they are there. They are doing their first warm-ups. Uh, I believe yesterday was a, a big day for a bunch of teams yeah. getting out there, getting uh, you know, getting stretched out and everything. Saw a, a, a cool picture today of um, of the Phillies and JT Real Muto and uh, Garrett Stubbs. You know the 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 you know kind of power and and the party. <laughs> So it was it's it's fun, man. I'm I'm excited, excited to talk some catchers and and uh, and first base today. Yeah, man. Joe, so any, uh, any other news that you have that I mean, you talked about pitchers catchers. Uh, I think probably the bit the only big thing I didn't really I didn't write it down, but uh, Kyle Bradish obviously going to start the year on the IL, so that's a big blow to the Orioles. Um, UCL injury uh you just you just worry you know what's coming around the corner with those right um i don't know hopefully it doesn't happen but i think uh you know john means hopefully we'll be able to step up if he can if he can be healthy which is sort of a question mark um I don't know. I mean, that Corbin Burns signing is going to be uh, looking with supposed better. to be kind of a, you know, a huge luxury to have, you know, these top three guys for the Orioles. But maybe now it's it's not quite going to be a top three uh, anymore. So, yeah, hopefully somebody will step up. But um, yeah, indeed. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into catchers. Yeah, let's do it, man. First up here, we got the catcher position. So first question I've got for you guys for tonight is with speaking of the Orioles with Adley Rutschman likely being the clear number one catcher drafted in 2024, who would you make as your number one catcher? If you end up passing on Adley, uh, Eric, we'll start with you as the guest. Yeah, no, it's funny. He is number one by, you know, a good 20 picks or so in ADP, but I don't think there's like that big of a gap. Yeah, he's my number one ranked catcher, and I love Adley. You know, he's he's a stud. He's going to be you know, an all star for many many years. But I don't think there's a lot of separation between him and you know the fourth or fifth catcher off the board. Mm-hmm. And there's like that you know my tier one. It's him. It's Will Smith. It's William Contreras and JT Real Muto. You know, I've been back and forth on my my two three between. Smith and Contreras. I've flipped up a couple times already. I was Contreras initially. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out if I like Smith a little more or a little less after the Otani signing. And I think there's been a pretty sp- split camp on that. Some people mm-hmm. think that all he'll DH less. But I'm like, well, he only DH'd 15 times last year, so that's not hard to you know get him those extra 15 games you know throughout the season that catcher. That's like one every you know every other week pretty much or a little bit more than that. So. Yeah, I think Will Smith's gonna have a really good year. I mean, he's probably a hit cleanup with this three-headed monster in front of him of Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani. Is, is mean, that good? Is that good? Oh my lord! Never. I mean, I mean, jeez, I've heard of those guys. Are they? I mean, that might that might be. I have to look at this. I might be like in the discussion for the best like trio of all time. Like that's it's so damn good, obviously. And he's gonna be the one hitting fourth for the most part, and. 
driving those guys in. And all three of those guys had OBPs over 400. So, you know, it's either him or, or Contreras. And Contreras, I think, you know, the power was always there. But then he became you know, a better pure hitter over the last couple of years. You know, contact rates went up, K rate went down, walk rate went up, all while maintaining uh, that pretty good quality of contact that he was known for coming up through the Brave system. So, one yeah. of those two, they're both going again, 25, 30 picks or so on average behind Adley. And I think there's, you know, a chance they could out earn Adley this year or be pretty close. So uh, I'm not going to get any shares of Adley as much as I love him. I just don't like the price. And if I want to go early on a catcher, I'm going one of those two guys again, a good two, three rounds later. Yeah. Joe. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally with you. Um, if if we're talking draft strategy here, Adley's Adley's not a target of mine. You, you're paying a, a super premium for for him in order to get him on your roster, and I get it. He is he is the elite catcher out of out of the entire group. I mean, yeah, technically William Contreras, you know, if you just do like pure value standpoint, technically outperformed him last year. I don't really. Th- see that being as uh reliable um you're talking about you know a 290 batting average last year 291 batting average for Contreras last season uh, and i wrote in my my early top 10 rankings article from fancy six pack that you know i don't know if we can really count on you know a 20 percent k rate again from him it doesn't it's not really who he's been um yeah he's young so uh you like to see the improvement but that was a pretty massive improvement of seven percent from the season before um you don't you don't usually see that so um you know power pretty pretty comparable um although the one the one i think the one red flag for Contreras is that the power actually dropped last year like yeah nobody expected the pace that he had in 2022 off you know playing just like 96 games or whatever it was to continue but to actually have less home runs you know in playing more like that sort of like wait you went the wrong way like what happened um yeah. so that that's a that's kind of a red flag for me and and why adley is is obviously the guy but you're right eric like the, the price for him is just too much and i'm gonna stick with old reliable man uh it's will smith um you just yep. said it like that that lineup is is loaded um and if if I can get him three rounds later than than Adley, then then that's who I want. I think somebody almost no doubt will will reach for Contreras as well, uh, just based off of you know just sort of the younger guy. You know he could take a leap. Will Smith might be a little boring at this point. You kind of know what he gets, but like dude, he's he's gonna he's just gonna perform. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you guys as well. Like any in any of these other three guys, I'm I'm very happy to take. Um, you know, I will say, and again, not just being a homer, but the real Muto, obviously he's going to get you a little more help in the steals department. Um, but you're going to take a hit in in average and or OP, OBP. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's that's kind of the big thing with him. Um, you know, his K percentage is, is up a little bit higher as well. So of the, of the three, he's obviously the last one I'm targeting. Um, but if, if I'm going to miss out on these guys, I'm okay with it. Uh, it, you know, cause there's still a good group of guys here that we're going to just jump into right now. Um, so after the top three to four catchers that we've just talked about, we see basically two groups of players lumped together here. So, you know, and that's looking at their current ADP. Um, so I, I want you guys to give me, uh, I'll read the names off, but um, you know, which player from these two groups, basically give me one per group to talk about. Um, do you think provides the best combination of value and productivity? So group one, we're looking at uh, Yanir Diaz. You got Cal Raleigh. Um, Sean Murphy and Sal Perez. Um, Joe, we'll start with you on this one. Who, which one of these four guys in tier two are you looking at? You know, it, it's funny when I initially wrote uh, my early uh, top 10 catcher list, uh, Yanir Diaz would have been my hands down winner in this, but his ADP has climbed quite a bit since mm-hmm. that time. And that, I mean, that was, we're not even talking a month ago. Like, I think people are starting to dig back into the numbers a little bit more and, and they're realizing that he does, and you can see it right on the screen here. If, if you're watching here on, on YouTube, um, 
you know, in just 104 games, he hit, you know, 23 home runs, um, tied for second most with Sal Perez, who played, what is that, 36 more games, had almost two, had 203 more plate appearances. That's uh, pretty crazy. His batting average yeah. was was crazy. You know, the he doesn't walk a lot, but he also doesn't strike out a lot. Um, yeah, I think there is... I don't know if there's really any room for improvement there as far as like batting average. Maybe he, his OBP can go up if he starts taking more walks, but we're talking about the Dodgers being a loaded lineup. The Astros are, are, are loaded as well. They always are. So him being, being there, even if he bats kind of near, you know, in the, in this bottom half of the lineup is still, is still good. But with draft cost in mind, I'm going to go back to another old reliable and a Sal Perez. I mean, like, I know his batting average is dropping every year now, but the power is unquestioned. Um, he can still get it done, even on a Royals team that struggled offensively last year. I think they're going to get better. I think we're going to see one of our first base players that we're going to talk about maybe take a little step forward um, in Vinny P. Obviously, Bobby Witt's a stud. Um, and so, you know, Perez, the only kind of hiccup you have with him, obviously, is the injuries um he was able to to play a, a fair number of games last year we obviously know he he he's had years though where they're just just lost seasons for him so uh but giving draft capital um i'll take him out of this group yeah all right eric who do you like yeah i'm kind of going a similar route uh, to what joe was just saying my highest ranked and my number five catcher after those first four we were talking about is the diaz i mean I think the the quality of contact is really, you know, borderline elite. He could be a guy that pushes 30 home runs. And uh, now the Maldonado's out of there. Hopefully, he gets another 150, you know, 200 more plate appearances this mm-hmm. year in a loaded lineup in a good park. You know, a lot of it's there. Yeah, it doesn't walk that much, but you know, rest everything else is there. And contact rates are fine too. So, but similarly to what Joe was saying, I think the best value here, at least for for me, is Sean Murphy, and fact that he is also you know arguably the best all-around catcher or at least one of the top you know two or three once you factor in you know, defense and arm game calling etc you know yeah. that's to keep his bat in the lineup and another loaded lineup there with atlanta who they're you know they're all paying a combined you know 14 dollars this year to have guys <laughs> like acuna and albies and riley and all them medals and just a loaded mm-hmm. lineup one through nine really when they have a former yeah. you know or rc in the nine hole you have kelnick down there so Pretty solid lineup throughout, even the bottom part of it. And you know, Murphy was, you know, first half of the year, one of the top, I think, three catchers for fantasy in the game. And yeah, mm-hmm. he did fizzle out a bit in the second half. And he's talking about how the uh, the humidity got to him. Obviously, much different weather down there in Atlanta than he was used to in Oakland. So I'm hoping maybe his, you know, another year and more acclimated to it. Maybe it doesn't affect him as much as we get into you know July, August, and September, the dog days of the season, because you look at the metrics here and, you know, the service surfaces have always been solid. He's always been like right around 20 home runs, you know, right around 250 each of the last two years, you know, good OBP guy as well. A lot of good metrics here, you know, quality of contact, 16% barrel rate, 91 and a half mile an hour average exit velocity, 46% hard hit rate, you know, contact rates are all, you know, kind of slightly below league average, but fine. You know, it doesn't chase that much. A lot of good metrics in the profile. So I'm hoping that, you know, I don't think he's going to be as good as he was in the first half from last year, but, you know, I think he could take a step forward this year, you know, and maybe, get, you know, have that first 25 homer season when he's hitting 260 or so. And you know, he's going, you know, 35, 40 picks after Diaz. So I do have Diaz ranked higher, but I think Murphy's a, a still a pretty solid, you know, draft day investment just given the value he provides. Yeah. Yeah, of this group, I, I'm with you, Eric. I, I like Sean Murphy the best. Um, I think that lineup alone just further sells it for me. Um, you know, I've had him on on teams the past few years and have always been like, yeah, usually I, I hate having to worry about catcher. I just didn't have to worry about it. He was plug and play. You go with it and you, you get decent productive uh, stats out of him as well. All right, so looking at this next group here, um, we've got Wilson Contreras, uh, we got Frankie Alvarez, Gabby Moreno, and Kiebert Ruiz. Um, Eric, we'll, we'll 
piggyback off of your last one with this, which one of these four guys uh, are you looking at? I mean, it's probably the the least exciting and least sexy of this group. But you know, I've long said that sexy doesn't always win championships, and you know, production does and consistency does for the most part. So I'm going with Wilson Contreras. You know, Alvarez. You know, the power is absolutely there. I've, I've seen it firsthand multiple times. I just question the average with Alvarez, and we saw that last year. The average is only 209. Yeah, he's he's better than that. I don't think he's going to be 209 moving forward. But you know, Moreno, kind of opposite uh, of Alvarez. You know, he's the one where I almost went with him because obviously the, the contact skills, the approach has always been really good with him, and he started giving us that hint of potential, you know, further power growth late last season and into the postseason on their on their surprise run there to the World Series. Uh, so I'm sent with him. I'm not really a huge Ruiz guy, but Contreras, he's he's the old man of this group by probably what, close to a decade. I think Ruiz is 23-24, and Wilson Contreras, he's got to be, what, 30? Yeah, he's 31. So definitely the old man of this group, but just super consistent. You know what you're getting with him. Like every last three years, you know, since the COVID year, he's been just a tick under 500 plate appearances every year. 21, 22, 20 home runs. Even gives you a handful of steals, five, four, and six the last three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an average that, you know, he's a 257 career hitter, was 264 last year. OBP is always in that 340 to 350 range. And St. Louis, I think the St. Louis lineup is due for a bounce back. I think they had a mm-hmm. lot of guys that underperformed, a lot of guys, you know, that are veterans like Goldie and Arenado, et cetera. I think Jordan Walker takes a step forward as well this year. So I think this is going to be a nice bounce back and a pretty good lineup throughout. And he'll be hitting right in the middle of it. So plenty of you know run scoring and RBI opportunities there. Uh, so I like Contreras a lot this year. Again, it's not the sexy pick, but you know I, I've already got him in a few leagues, and I'll probably get him in a few more. All right. Yeah, so. I, I'm right there with you. It, it's uh, it's Wilson Contreras as well. I mean. You know, people are going to look back at last year, and as somebody who had him in a couple of different leagues, man, he left a bad taste in your mouth overall, right? He had a horrendous first half. Then he was being benched a bunch, and that, but then like the second half splits, it was just like he, he was a different player. You know, a two forty average in the first half uh, was striking out a ton, three oh nine batting average in the second half uh, cut down on, on all of that hit the same amount of home runs in the first and second half. And like, if anybody, you know, really knows first half, second half of baseball, is not really first half, second half? It's not like actual half. Like there are less games after the, you know, the second half a lot, you know, a lot of times. So like it, and you see it, right. He played 78 games, 45 games, he hit the same number of home runs. He was a different player. He was the player that we are used to seeing. The reason why you drafted him probably in the top five catchers all last season, right? He he bounced back big time in the second half, and, and I'm expecting that to kind of roll over into this season. Um, my initial top 10 rankings for catcher actually had him outside the top 10, um, but, you know, new new projections rolling around, and uh, he he – got himself back in there in, in the mix. And so he he's the guy who who I would want. And uh, his ADP hasn't quite caught up yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make it a clean sweep with you guys and go with Contreras. I, I love the power from Alvarez. I like the upside with Moreno as well. Um, so I, I would say Moreno is probably like a 1B for me of these two. Yeah. Um, Alvarez, I just need to see more, but he's still young. Um, he's got plenty of time to, you know, kind of come into his own. Hopefully, drop that K rate down. You know, increase the walk rate a little bit, and really increase the average uh, and OBP. That's it's too many strikes against him um, for for me to to want to be able to jump into it. So, all right. So the last uh, last question we got here for catcher is. Basically, if you decide that you're punting the catcher position, um, who's one of your favorite late round draft targets for you know your standard twelve to fourteen team league drafts? Uh, Eric, what you got? 
well, people were paying close attention, they would have saw his name <laughs> flash across the screen. Yeah, really screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's actually a lot. You know, if you're just playing in a 12-team league, which you know, plenty of people do, you know, this is definitely a position that you can wait. I mean, there's some fun names early that we talked about, but you know, you get in like that 10 to 16 range of of catcher rankings and ADP. There's actually a lot of fun names uh, in this range. You know, I, I love guys like you know Bo Naylor, Logan O'Hoppy, Luis Campuzano. A lot of fun names that I think could have nice breakout years. Um, but, but I went a little deeper with mine. Again, a guy that you can absolutely get the last round of a 12 teamer, and, and I've been getting him a lot. You know, in all the DCs and best balls I've been doing I, as my C2, I've getting this guy a lot, and that's Austin Wells from the New York Yankees. And the guy that has pretty good left-handed mm-hmm. power. You know, flash that a bit when he got up to the up to the Bronx late last year, and it looks like he's going to be the guy. You know, Higashioka is out of town, so I think you know he, you're going to see maybe close to 500 plate appearances from Austin Wells, and you know the average won't be spectacular, uh, probably more you know 240, 250, so it won't kill you either. But you could be looking at if he gets 500 plate appearances, you know, with, with his lefty power in Yankee Stadium. You could be looking at 25 home runs this year, and you, know, he's, you can get him for again last round in like a 12 teamer, mm-hmm. and he, even the ADP for you know those deeper formats is really good too you know, for, for what he brings to the table. And again, he's probably going to be the you know the starter there and get the the bulk of the reps. You know, limited time last year is only 75 plate appearances, but had a 14 percent barrel rate, 42 percent hard hit rate. You know, doesn't walk a ton. So he gets a little ding in like an OBP format, but you know if you're getting 240, 250 with 25 home runs, you know is there going to be a massive value gap between him and Alvarez this year? I don't really think there is. Yeah, I would take Alvarez, and he's, but he's going so, you know 125, 150 picks earlier. You know I would much rather you know instead of going in that range, I'd, if I'm not getting one of those top guys. I'm going to wait until this range, get a Wells, get a bow nailer, get a no hoppy, get mm-hmm. Pizano, whatever. A lot of fun uh, talent in this range of rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Joe? Do you want to say hi to Uncle Ted here? He brought up uh, <clears throat> Jonah Himes. Uh, 95 RBI last year was insane. 20 better yeah. than second place. I, I get it. Um, and, you know, honestly, I had to kind of do a double take when I, you know, did all the the number crunching and, and Jonah wasn't ranked very high. I was like, wait a minute, didn't he have an else? Oh, that's right. His second half was abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> like scary bad. I mean, you probably needed to drop him in, in redraft leagues, right? I mean, he went from a 282 batting average, hitting 12 home runs, 43 runs, scored 59 RBI, and it it was, I mean, bad. Uh, two seventeen batting average. It was just, and, and you know, the power wasn't there because he just wasn't making contact. Um, so I, I don't know about you, Eric and AJ, but I, I'm kind of staying away from him. Yeah, I, I'm very lukewarm on him, but I did have him in a couple of leagues, and you you probably added him off the waiver wire if you if you had him last year. This wasn't a guy that was really getting, getting drafted. In a lot of leagues, outside of deeper formats, but yeah, that second half, like the slugging dropped 100 points, average dropped seven, uh, excuse me, 65 points, you know, 217, 283, 374 in the, in the second half. He was not startable in the second half, so yeah, I think that you know, obviously, what he did in the first half was great, but yeah, that that kind of left a sour taste. And I, I don't hate, you know, I think the ADP is fine, I just like a lot of other guys, you know, values better than, than his this year. So I, I probably I probably won't have a lot of shares of him. I, I I agree with you. The the ADP isn't bad. I mean in in your standard, you know, one catcher, 10 to 12 team leagues, he, he's he's you know bottom of the list. He, he's the last round, last yeah. two round type of guy. But there's some guys that you know we're gonna talk about here who are going after him. So you're talking about ADP value uh, Uncle Ted, then um, I think some of these other guys are, are have have better value. And and my pick here, AJ, I know you were trying to get to that, so I'll just cut right to it. Here okay. is uh, Luis Capusano. Um, Capusano, sorry. Um, look, I mean, this guy was a top prospect for a while. Um, you know, kind of didn't you know, didn't really uh, 
didn't really hit right away, right? He, he struggled really, really bad there in his first cup of coffee in, in 2022. Um, and, and you know, 2021 was, was way worse. <laughs> Um, but last year, you know, kind of started getting it, getting it going, right? Uh, just, you know, small sample size though. So, so take it with a grain of salt. But again, if you miss out on your targets early on and you really wanted to take a chance or just, you know, click that little star or whatever next, next to the player on your waiver wire, cause he may not be drafted. He's a guy you want to keep an eye on for sure. See if, see if what he did last year with that 319 batting average, you know, Babbitt was only 331, so it wasn't like crazy high, right? Um, he he didn't he only struck out 12% of the time. Uh, so good, good plate discipline there. That's the kind of stuff you want to see from these young guys if, if they can take a pitch, uh, not be chasing a bunch of pitches. And look, there's a lot of guys at the end of the drafting at, at the end of the catcher position. You know, you're gonna look at them and man they're going to sink your batting average so bad. You got to steer clear of those guys. So if you're going to punt on catcher, go after a guy like Camposano. So who, you know, maybe 319 is a little high for him, but he's not going to tank your batting average. You know, even like some of the guys that are getting drafted ahead of him, who, yeah, Alvarez is awesome because his power is unquestioned. But, you know, him and Kyle Riley, man, you're, you're dealing with that 220 batting average. You're hoping, right? And so that hurts. Yeah. Uh, you, you you lose your ratios when you when you draft guys like that. That's hard to make up. Yeah, indeed. So uh, I'm not going, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not going as far down the well uh, as you guys here. I've, I've got, I mean, there's a couple other guys that I looked at there, but in a standard 12, you know, 14 team league, I'm hovering right at the, the current ADP 14. That's Logan O'Happy. Um, you know, I just love what I saw from this guy early last year. Obviously, season got derailed with the shoulder injury. Um, you know, Steamer's looking at, at roughly 400 plate appearances again this year. Uh, 49 runs, 19 homers, 55 ribbies, three stolen bases to boot. So, um, I you know two 251 average and 329 OBP. So I just like the upside with this guy. Obviously, I've I've watched him a little bit more closely in the the Phillies minor league system before they traded him. So I kind of just kept tabs on him, and you know I just love the upside from him. He's only 24. You know he's shown he's got good power already when when he was healthy last year. So you know he's he's going to be my pick and. You know, a lot of times I'm I'm just scouring, looking at the other teams, seeing who's drafted, and if everyone else has drafted a catcher, then I'm just sitting and waiting. You know, if somebody wants to take a second one, then maybe I'll jump on board. So that, that's <laughs> kind of when I know I gotta gotta make my my stab here. Um, all right, well that that about does it for uh, for catcher here. So the next thing we want to do here is just jump into our first base position. And uh, we will start that off with Mr. Freddie Freeman. He is obviously, you know, probably the still unquestioned number one first baseman, being that his ADP was around uh, 8.2 on Fantasy Pros. This was a couple of days ago. Um, but is there an argument that the current Braves first baseman should be Fantasy's number one? first baseman drafted this year and that would be matt olson uh eric we'll start with you yeah i, I think you can absolutely make an argument for it i i do have freeman as my number one guy but you know a lot of what matt olson did last year like, there's a lot of legitimacy to that i mean you know it's gonna be hard to it's always hard to replicate you know 50 plus home run season that's why it's only been done by a few guys in back-to-back -back years in the history of baseball and yeah. Half of those guys were all roided up back in 20 years ago. But, you know, you look at what he did this past year, you know, obviously he's, he's always had the elite power. I mean, the barrel rates has been insanely high every year of his career. Average exit velocity is always in, in, among the lead leaders, same with his hard hit rate. And he actually went to, to new heights. He had a career high barrel rate, exit velocity, and hard hit rate last year. You know, along with the highest walk rate of his career, too, which is really good to see. And he was always a good walk rate guy before that, but he took it up to 14.4%. He 
you know, keeps the K rate in check as well. And just hitting right in the middle of a loaded Atlanta Blaves lineup. But he's got, you know, Cunha, Albies, Riley, you know, and added many others all hitting right around him. And, you know, he hits the ball hard to all fields. He's not, it's one of these pole hitter guys. You see his spray chart. He's plenty to left field, to left center, to center, uh, and obviously right field as well. You know, so maybe I don't believe in the 283 average, uh, but because you know, he, he does run below average contact rates, especially in zone. Um, but again, the whiff and chase rates aren't bad. So yeah, I, I think you know maybe he's closer to 260-270 with 40 mm-hmm. plus home runs still. So yeah, he's definitely in that discussion. I, it's just hard, so hard to go against Freeman. <laughs> I don't yeah. think there's a more consistent elite player. Than Freddie Freeman, like the dude is just been, you know, he doesn't miss time. I hope I didn't just jinx him. He doesn't miss time. Like the floor, right, just make sure AJ doesn't say it because then it then it is yeah, that, then it happens. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you, I think you could make a case that he has the highest floor of any player in baseball. You, you yeah. make a strong argument. You look at you know his career. You know he's missed. These are his games missed over the last you know several seasons. The last time he missed any significant time was 2017. But since then, he missed zero, four, zero, three, three, one, and that, those are probably <laughs> all just like, yo, hey, you've played eighty nine games in a row. Here's a breather and a it's Sunday. Probably the last game of the season, <laughs> yeah, or, or something like that. And, and you just look like every full year, you know, the last four full seasons, he's been over one hundred and thirteen runs. You know, you, you know, put him right in for thirty home runs. He's been over one hundred RBI. It, you know, career three hundred one hitter hasn't hit below. 300 since 2015 you know it's just like or excuse me he, he had 295 in 2019 but still like he's so elite so yeah he's again not the sexy play you know you know you look at the tatises the Jordans, the sotos the judges but damn like he's the best bet to return first round value year in year out so if i'm in that back into the first round i have no issue taking freddie freeman there i will do it happily yeah joe yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to add here. I mean, Eric hit it all in the nose. Freddie Freeman's the real deal, and he's not going anywhere. We, I feel like we tried to make a case for him to not be the first player. Like we were, tr- <laughs> we were trying, man. We were like, oh, it's gonna be, uh, it it's gonna be, this. it's gonna be Vlad time. No, it didn't happen. Like, stop it. We're done. Like this is, I get it. Like everybody's looking at the age, going, oh, this is the year. No, he's just going to be one of those guys. <laughs> I mean, come on. We all wanted it to happen last year, right? Oh, the power dropped to 21 home runs. Oh, he might not be Freddie Freeman anymore. All right. He turned around and hit 29. Oh, and then to add 23 steals to boot. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know the new stolen base rules were, were in play, but this guy had never stolen more than 13, which, oh, by the way, happened to be in 2022. So, like, he just is like, oh, I'm older? Oh, yeah. I'm now better. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but it's working. So just draft him in the first round and then never worry about first base the rest of the draft at this point. Yep. I know you're going to have to deal with with uh, corner infield at some point in a lot of leagues, but, man, just you are set it and forget it with Freeman. And like you said, Eric, he plays every day. So it's so much better. Well, he played almost every day, except he missed one compared to Mr. Olsen. So I guess we'll give him a pass on that, but... Yeah, I'm uh <clears throat> I'm right there with you guys as well. Um Freeman's just he's he's too damn good. Both lineups are stellar, but Freeman Freeman is the guy. So all right, moving on to the next one here. Mr. Brace Harper, another hometown hero for me. Um how exactly does his you know full on transition to first base from outfield and DH factor into your rankings of him joe we'll start with you on this one so i, I you know i've been putting up the slides here uh with, with some stats i felt like it was boring to just show like a bryce harper stat line like we know he's good right um <laughs> bryce harper yeah. though like in years past can can get pushed down the list of outfields right it's easier to do that there's a lot of guys at the top of outfield that you can push bryce harper behind you know for for multiple reasons right some of it's injury concern um you know consistency with bryce harper like he, he's not always the, the he can go in some pretty deep slumps uh he's getting older right? there's a lot of reasons why we can throw bryce harper down there 
now that he's first base eligible, man, like, and we're going to talk about this soon, but like, there is a massive drop off from the elite guys to like the next group of guys. Yeah. Bryce Harper now gets to make that group of elite first baseman one player deeper. Uh, and so Vlad Settler here at Roto Gut on Twitter. If you all don't know him, you need to follow him. He is the real deal. Um, he said, it might be easy for, for you, but one of the toughest decisions for me in a draft is the 14 to 17 overall range. Deciding between, catch these names, Yoran Alvarez, total stud for the Astros, Matt Olson, we just talked about him, and Bryce Harper. So Bryce Harper is joining that group of elite players, putting himself in really close to first round um discussions now vlad is almost no doubt talking about a 15 team nfbc team at this point because that's what he does uh so that just goes to show you where bryce harper's value is and and i'm in total agreement he he needs to be pumped up because he's going to solidify your first base position uh as long as you can say healthy what he did last year coming off that injury um was was amazing i did not think he was going to play that well and i whiffed big time on not taking a chance on him in drafts where he was falling yeah eric yeah no, i i love this move for harper is obviously you know when he's on the field he's elite i mean this is you know as long as he doesn't have major injuries and derails the second half of his career this is a guy that's probably a first ballot hall of famer down the road guys gonna you know, make a run at 500 plus home runs one of my favorite players to watch. I love the passion he plays with. I know he rubs people the wrong way because he's brash. I think he's great for baseball yeah. you know, in, in a great, great hitters park there in Philly. Good lineup as well. Not quite the caliber of the Dodgers or the Braves or whatever, but still, mm -hmm. you know, a top five or six lineup in baseball more often than not. And mm -hmm. I think this is a great move because, again, he's been great when he's on the field, but that's been the issue with him. Like he, he's not Freddie Freeman when it comes to durability and racking up those plate appearances we've seen them you know just this past year missed time you know i bet you i'm trying to pull up his stats here for this year after year i bet you he doesn't have more than two seasons over 600 plate appearances or something like that see he has oh he had Zero. four but um well over oh, plate, plate appearances yeah, 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 plate yeah. Appearances. Sorry, was that bad. uh he had four yeah. but none since 2019 i mean he was at 599 yeah. in 2021 <laughs> but you know that's the thing with him. He had that three-year stretch, 2018 to 2020, when he didn't miss much time. But you know, since then, he missed 21 games in 2021, missed 63 in 2022, and missed uh, 36 this past year. So it kind yeah. of has been, you know, kind of in and out of the lineup. It's hard to you know, really get your footing there. But, you know, you look at he's still one of the more elite hitters in the game, over 285 each of the last three years. You know, he's been always in like a 35 or so homer pace, and he had 35 home runs his last, you know, quote unquote full year. You know, I think you see that power get right back up there. And you know, only had 21 last year, but coming back off the elbow injury, you know, that's to be expected and still had, you know, 203 average and a 401 OBP. Yeah. So yeah I, I think first base is going to be great for him. I'll help keep him in the lineup more, obviously yeah. less uh, strenuous than being in the outfield, you know, crashing in the walls covering all that ground, less movement, obviously, at first base. So I love it. So I, I think this is a nice little boost to his value. And yes. hope, hopefully, fingers crossed, because I have a lot of dynasty shares of him, but he, <laughs> he can keep on, on the field more frequently moving forward. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to point out his OBP. Like, he's one of the guys that, like, in an OBP league, is going to get a massive boost. Like, he, yep. he's going to be over 400, most likely, and, and that's huge. Yeah, I mean, obviously... Philly fan, I love Harper. I love everything you said, Eric, with the you know him being brash and being, you know, a, a player's player. Um, you know, he's a guy who's out there. He wants to win. You know, I don't want to say more than anybody, but he seems like that's his attitude. You know, when he's out there, especially when it comes to the playoffs. You know, I just I saw a tweet earlier, um, it, just some random you know, follower or whatever had just a picture of him, you know, coming around the third base and, you know, the, the third base coach all the way down at home plate, like stop. And he's just like, fuck you. I'm going, man. And, you know, that's, that's the attitude I love. Um, I think this is a great move for him as well. I think it, it's going to help his health and help 
him, you know, maintain being healthy throughout the next eight years of this contract that he signed um, to, to try to help Philly get back to the World Series, hopefully win one. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's a, a great move for him. I think it's a great move for fantasy as well. Um, but, yeah, Joe, you alluded to it here. Uh, you know, this, this drop-off that we see, um, you know, the depth at first base just – falls hard after these first five guys, um, you know, ADPs, you know, there, there seems to be a trend of younger talent though, that's creeping up the ranks here. So, you know, are you seeing the same kind of, you know, trends or are you waiting on the position a little bit more or are you just wanting to, to find yourself locking into one of these top five guys and then not having to worry about it, Eric? Yeah, so if if I don't get one of the top three for me, Freeman, Olsen, or Harper, I'm, I'm waiting a bit because mm-hmm. you know I'm you know Vlad is great, but I think he's still going too high for my liking in drafts, and I'm find myself waiting till you know right around that 180p mark give or take, or, or even later. I mean, I don't want to wait too much later, but you know Tristan Cassis, I, I, I'm gonna get him everywhere. I have him ranked in my rankings, ranked ahead of Vlad Jr. He's going. 70 80 picks behind him because Cassis was one of the five best hitters in baseball the last ha- second half of the last season. He was fifth in both WRC plus and Woba behind it was it was Freeman, Acuna, Betts and Otani, I want to say or maybe it wasn't Freeman, it was Olsen, but still obviously four absolute studs and then there was just Cassis fifth in both categories. Uh, so I'll I've been going after him you know, I, I like Spencer Steer a lot. He's got that versatility as well. Like, let's look at that eligibility. First, second, third, and outfield, which also means you can put him at middle and corner infield, which doesn't really get talked about when you talk about eligibility. You can put him at six spots, technically. So, yeah. you gotta love that. You know, in a good lineup, obviously, great park as well. You know, Christian Walker is like old reliable there, super undervalued, puts up good numbers. Uh, so I think he's a great target there. And you, know, you get Torkelson as well, who made some strides late last year. Mm-hmm. He's in that kind of same range as Cassis, uh, going a little bit behind him. But then even if you wait a little longer, get a guy like you know Vinny P, who I still love a lot. Christian Encarnacion Strand has a lot of upside in that ballpark. So, yeah, I mean, if I don't get one of those top three, I'm pretty much waiting another several rounds and, Getting one of these, uh, you know, you mentioned it, a lot of upside guys, and I'll be happy to scoop up one of them. All right, Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Eric here. Um, if I'm not getting Freeman or Olsen, and I'll be honest with you, it's still tough for me to pull the trigger on a first base uh, player. I know Freeman is elite, but I don't know if I can count on you know 23 steals a game from him. I, I want somebody in that first round who I can, I can bank on giving me a bit more more speed but i i i you know we we talked about this at length so i won't go into too much more detail but we understand why freeman is up there he it works right um i want to see more consistency from vlad before i pull the trigger on that pete alonzo we know the power is there but man that that batting average yo-yos like with him and and it's like which one are you gonna get every year? Um, Bellinger w- was fine last year, obviously you know bounced back trying to go for that contract hasn't signed yet. So what does that have to say? Goldschmidt kind of took a you know downward trend there. I, I like him a lot, um, but you know somebody who I I would be willing to pull the trigger on here, Nolan Jones, you know. Seemed like he really fit in Colorado. He he loved that ballpark. Um, twenty twenty guy last year. That that was that was pretty solid. So um, he'd be a guy I'd be willing to kind of pull the trigger there. Um, but if I if I'm right there with you, Eric. Like if I miss, I'm probably just waiting because the difference in value between like Paul Goldschmidt and like the fifteenth first baseman really isn't a ton. And now if if Goldschmidt turns around and, and, you know, turns back into, you know, the, the Paul Goldschmidt we all know and love from for many, many years, then, you know, that would be different. But, like, the, the draft value at that point isn't there. There's some guys who I think, you know, have you know, a little bit more upside, 
uh, more speed than, than a lot of these guys outside of like Jones. Uh, Goldschmidt can can steal, but you know I don't know how much we're really relying on that either. But um, you know it it probably would wait. I probably would wait for like the Tristan Casas range and, and some of these other guys that we're going to talk about here. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys on that. Um, you know, if I'm not getting one of those first two three guys, I'm I'm probably punting for for a little bit and then. Happy moving on to to find greener pastures uh, and and filling out the rest of my roster first before I dip in the two first. Yeah, this is the decent one too. Nate Low, um, <clears throat> super super low draft capital right yeah. now. ADP right now is a uh, one seventy eight consensus over on uh, on on Fantasy Pros. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's a good one too. That that that's Nathaniel Low to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. How dare you? <laughs> depending on what site you look at that's true that's true indeed <laughs> gotta, right, so. gotta love uh matching data between all of the different sites and all the different spellings and all the different little like accent marks you know, i was just gonna say that like, some webs i wish we could come up to a consensus and some yeah. like some you know use the accents like you know over the n and the cunha or the i and tatis i try to use those um that's how you know they spell their own names and then also the just you either some sites use like the junior for Luis Robert, yes. or some sites don't. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing like V lookup. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's can we just I've got, like I've got scripts consensus? that clean up names, but two years ago when Fangraphs added all the accent marks, all my scripts were obsolete. I'm like, come on, what is happening? I had to like rewrite them all. And then you get some that you download, like you know, from a website into a you know CSV or whatever, and they'll put like you know the last name, comma, first name. Oh I'm yes. Like, Can we just not? Can we just come to an agreement of like you know, every site uses you know the accents and you know puts the junior in the same format just so it can yeah. be easier. Everybody Please. get on board. All right, come yes. on. We're just and, and, here. and if we've got Will Smith, Will Smith, and Will Smith, we've got to figure yeah. out a way to make him different in their name. Yes. Or, or, or like Luis Garcia, there was like fourteen of yes. those at one point. Like so much, so much that I was, I had to put uh, uh, more so the Houston and the, and the and the Washington one. I had to put like you know, differentials in my own spreadsheet because I was pulling the wrong age. Yeah, you know, for each of them, it's. Well, yeah. I combined their team a lot to uh, V look up their name plus team. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's obnoxious. Especially yes. when somebody gets traded, then you're like, oh, wait, I got to go change everything <clears throat> manually. <laughs> All right. Good times. L- little so, little uh, backstage pass into the process. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the last guy we got here, um, we mentioned his name a couple of times here, and that's Mr. Vinny Pasquatino. Um, after his breakout in 2022, he was definitely a trendy mid-round pick last year in drafts. But his season was obviously cut short due to a shoulder injury. Only played 61 games, had nine homers, 24 runs, 26 ribbies. Uh, obviously, you can see the the stuff on the the board here. Um, also, uh, well, if you're not seeing it and you're just listening, 24 runs, 26 ribbies. I said that slash line 245, 324, 437. So, Joe, where are you targeting Vinny P for? 2024 i'm probably not um i'm gonna be honest with you i've got him um ranked a little lower than his adp uh would have him right now and so i'm not gonna get him uh, in a lot of leagues you know it i've said this a few times he gives me eric hosmerish vibes like he's going to be fine. He's going to be an overall okay player. Um, and yes, Eric Hosmer had like what one or two like years where you're like, all right, this is it. And then like it, the next season was just sort of like, all right, he's gonna be a good batting average player. I think last year's two forty seven was just really odd. Um, his BABIP yeah. was two fifty. I mean, his expected batting average was two two seventy nine. So that tells you right there that that um you know he's he's a better hitter than than two forty seven. Um, and that was one of the reasons why he was such a trendy pick last year, right? Two ninety five batting average from first base that you could get fairly late. He had ten home runs in seventy two games. I think he's I think he's got more power at his bat than what we saw last year. 
um, a better batting average, but I'm not sure we're really ever going to see more than like 22 home runs with like a 280, 290 batting average, you know, 70 to 80 runs in RBI. Like that's fine. Um, and, you know, if you get that where you have to draft him this year, that's probably going to be a very good value for you. Um, but there's some guys even going after him that I think can slightly outperform him um, pretty easily. If thing, if, if just like the right tweak is made to like their swing or something, which we see all the time. So, um, all right, Eric, thoughts? I love Vinny Pasquantino. I, I've always been a big Vinny P guy. And I think what you saw in 2022 was 100% legit. I mean, you look at, you look under the hood. You know, this guy, and yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, he's not the sexiest player around, but, you know, he's going to put up a high average. There's no doubt in my mind. And this is a guy that ran contact uh, zone contact rates of 92% and 93.1% so far. You know, overall contact rate in the 84, 85% range. Swinging strike rate, like six and a half, seven percent 7%. And this guy puts the bat on the ball, doesn't swing and miss much. Like, you look at, you know, you have the numbers right there in front of you. You look at, that, that rookie year uh, when he was basically as many walks as strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with the, with the power. The power, you know, even, you know, last year, 2022, I should say, it wasn't elite. It's never going to be elite. But can he be, you know, close to 25 home runs? Sure. And I think he could even, you know, flirt with 300 batting averages. And, yeah, that, you know, Coffin Stadium isn't great on power and either, which definitely doesn't help. Maybe he could be 30 home runs in, like, you know, Coors or Great American Ballpark, but – you know, he's got to deal with Kaufman, so that does limit him a bit. But for this year, you know, as a, you're not going to draft him probably as a, your starter, but as a you know a solid high floor corner infielder, and I think that Kansas City lineup could s- surprise some people if, if some of the young guys take a step forward. And obviously, you got Bobby Wood Jr. in there, mm-hmm. so yeah, I like him a lot as a corner infielder, and that's what you got to draft him as. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my thought on it. I mean, you hit it on the head there with with corner infielder. He's definitely a guy I'd be targeting more to fill one, you know, fill that slot um, or or a bench, you know, first baseman, you know, for the the off days and whatnot. And if he gets hot, ride it while he got it. So, all right, so that pretty much wraps it up here for first base. But we want to touch on our late round first base targets here, just like we did with catcher. Um, so, Eric, we will start with you. Who is your favorite or one of your favorite late-round first-base targets? I got to be honest, I don't like Benny <laughs> in this range. Um, hopefully, I already have my first base and corner infield locked up before the, the last round or two, and I can go you know, outfield, pitcher, middle infield, whatever. But you know, one that I have find, found myself targeting a decent amount so far is Brandon Drury, you know, a guy that you know, he's got a hit in the middle of that Angels lineup. You know, Otani's gone. Hopefully Trout's there for, you know, at least three quarters of a season. Uh, and you look at, you know, I think people thought that last year was a drop-off compared to 2022. And, yeah, he had, you know, 26 fewer runs scored. But, you know, back-to-back years mm-hmm. over 25 home runs, you know, back-to-back years right over a 260 average. You know, he's got, you know, good, not great power. You know, he's an 11% barrel rate, EV right around 90 miles an hour, hard hit rate about 45, 46%. So above average power, you know, can get you a good average as well, or a solid enough average. You know, he's, you know, been over 260 each of the last three years. And, you know, he should have a decent amount of, you know, RBI opportunities. Uh, so maybe a guy that can flirt with a combined, you know, 150 to 160 runs in RBI. Won't give you any speed, to, you know, at all. But, you know, if you're just getting him to get that 260 and 25 to 30 home runs and hopefully he's healthy, you know, that's the thing. He's had these home run totals while having 568 and 523 plate appearances. So, yeah, he gets dinged up. But if he can, you know, give you 600 plus plate appearances, you know, could be a 30 homer bat. That's definitely in, in play here. And, you know, maybe has dual eligibility in your league, too, which is really nice. So, yeah, I like to a lot at his draft price this year. All right, Joe. Who's you got? Yeah, big fan of him. I think he, I think he's super underrated. I think all those years of like super disappointing play really right. uh, carries a lot of weight for him. But uh, yeah. uh, you know he he could be he could be a solid player here. So so my late round first base target, uh, a guy who you all caught, you called boring, but 
Come on, you me. said it earlier, man. Boring, boring, uh, <laughs> boring uh, doesn't, boring isn't always bad, right? Boring yep. can be good. That's true. Uh, you swing and miss at this position. I mean, we're talking about a guy who uh, has been getting better just about every season, right? 15 home runs, 17 home runs, and 21, right? Seeing more time at the plate. Um, so that, that obviously helps those, those totals. The White Sox were an absolute train wreck last year, and he still was able to, you know, Hit 80 RBI, um, 258 batting average wasn't great. Uh, I don't think you're you're getting him for batting average boost, but he's not going to tank it, right? He's not some of these other like, you know, back in the day, right? You would take these like late first base guys who could hit 30 home runs, but they were hitting for 225. He's better than that, right? So you've got that there. I think he's got, you know, he's still still a young guy, like 25. He'll be 26 at the, at the start of the season, just about. Um, so going into the prime of his career here, you would like him to see take a few more walks. So in OBP leagues, maybe kind of hold off on him. Um, but I I think there's another step to his his game here, and. You know, you just have to hope, you know, the the real studs in that White Sox lineup can stay healthy and help Vaughn out as well. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if we, you know, see 25, almost 30 bombs from Vaughn uh, next season. All right. Um, so speaking of boring, I believe, Joe, you called my guy boring. Um, and the, that is Mr. Josh Bell. Um, with the Miami Marlins here entering his uh, age 31 season. Um, you know, the past few years, the past three years, you know, he's kind of bounced around between a bunch of teams here. But, you know, uh, 2021, he had 568 plate appearances, jumped up to 647 in 22, back down to 617 last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Homers have been consistent. <clears throat> um 27, 17, and 22. Um, the runs have been good up through, you know, the first two years were pretty decent, but then last year, you know, dropped back down to 52. Uh, you know, part of that's playing on just bad teams, I guess, not getting enough opportunities. Ribbies are consistent as well. So he's going to get you plenty of counting stats. Um, again, the the idea of a corner infield position is where I'm more targeting to pick up uh, a Josh Bell type, um, you know, his average, uh, his OBP and his WOBA all dropped, you know, pretty significantly last year by about 20 points each uh, OBP, 40 points almost. So there is some concern there, but I feel like a lot of averages and OBPs were just down last year um, across the board in, in baseball. So hoping for a bit of a bounce back on, on those fronts this year, but I definitely like Bell's upside, you know, and again, if he's someone that you can plug and play, especially in a corner outfield spot or sorry, corner infield spot and uh, you know, possibly just a, a, you know, your, your utility spot on, on off days or whatnot, he's worth having in a lineup, at least in my opinion. So all right. Yeah. Josh, one good thing about Josh Bell. So I, I did a whole article a couple of years ago uh, about like kind of comparing like exit velocity, max ex exit velocity, uh, launch angles, all the kind of stuff to see if you can predict home runs. There was always a, there was like two players who kind of like jumped out when I looked at their stats, like How did this guy hit this many home runs. Uh, one was Marcus Simeon. And the other one was Josh Bell. Um, Josh Bell hits the ball super hard. Um, yeah. One of oh, the always in the top the for like max exit velocity. But like his launch angle is always like it, it was a little bit higher last year. But we, we've seen years with him where it's down in like the fours. And you're like, mm -hmm. how does that work? <laughs> it's always like mind boggling to me to see these guys hit the ball on average. You know, the launch angle of like. 5.9 4.9 it's like yep. how does that ball carry that far because you're just hitting the living shit out of the ball that yeah. is why <laughs> and so he, he's just an anger swinger um <laughs> i mean that's that's what he wants to do and and he's done it you know 
Um, plenty, plenty of homers to his credit. Uh, so again, I, I like him. I, I've watched him ever since he was back in Pittsburgh. Uh, I've had him in a couple of dynasty leagues, you know, early on when he started his career out and just, just was always a fan of his. So he's kind of my, my, my kryptonite, you know, I'm one of those guys you just, you just have to have. All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, that pretty much does it for the show. Um, Eric, thank you very much for coming on. It's always, always a pleasure having you on the show here. Fantasy six pack hour and, um, Awesome knowledge, you know, great, great to have you and, and all the information you bring. Um, before we let you go, though, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find your stuff this year and let us know what you got coming up. Yeah, no, th- thanks for having me. It was always fun talking with you guys. And I actually, I love these two positions. Your catcher is usually boring for most people, but I love the catcher spot. Uh, so definitely enjoyed this. And hey, you can find me on Twitter, Eric Cross 04 or X, whatever we call it these days. I still call it Twitter. Um, yeah, fa- we do too. <laughs> yeah, I think most people do, but uh, yeah, toolshedfantasy.com is, is my Patreon. I'm you know, my rankings and I do you know, almost daily content over there. Toolshed podcast with Chris Clegg, and then doing a lot of work over at Roto Baller and FTN as well, which are both phenomenal sites with great content and tools and all this and that. So, definitely recommend uh, both of those sites as well. All right, all right. Well, awesome. thank you again for coming on, uh, Uncle Ted. Thanks for uh, talking in the comments a bunch, man. We'll uh, yeah. we'll get to all the pitcher stuff in a few weeks. Uh, I get I could I could flood the uh, flood the comments and talk for another you know half hour with all the comments here, but but we love it, man. Thanks thanks for tuning in. Um, but yeah, with that being said, Eric, thanks for coming on, man. We will we will have to do it again soon. Absolutely. All right, see. You. All right, uh, that is it for the show next week. I believe if I can find the right sheet here, you've got it up probably better than I do at this point. I do. Um, um, we are doing at... second and third second. base with Rudy Gamble. We are yep. coming back to a Wednesday show uh, yes. next week. Um, we had to switch and some things around, but uh, I'll get, we will be here. So uh, the 21st is when we're, we'll be live next week, but with that being said, again, hit that subscribe, hit that like button, uh, leave those reviews, leave those comments. We we like it, and uh, we will see you all next week. All right, later.